I believe it's really important to follow your intuition, to be free to be who you are, to not feel pressured by any conventions, um, by social media, you know, by any, by what you see by magazines, um, just to be yourself and, um, and to embrace your beauty and who you are. Um, you are a natural wonder. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey there, Joyce Platon here, and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Yana Blackenship. She's the founder of Captain Blackenship, a line of organic beauty products. She's also the author of Wild Beauty, a book about natural skincare and offers natural self-care recipes. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Yana. Thanks so much for having me, Joyce. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so honored to have you. I know you traveled all the way from New York. And yeah. you did say off cam that you feel like such, you know, like backwoods just coming here, but I don't believe so. Like that's what we're all craving for, you know, like just like a moment in our lives where we just have that still moment and just enjoy our surroundings. Yeah, I love, I absolutely love where I live in the Hudson Valley mm -hmm. in New York, but it's so nice visiting here. I mean, yeah. the weather, like the ocean. Yeah. So many people that I love are here. So mm -hmm. it's really, I'm grateful. Yeah, I want to dive deep into your brand, Great. Captain Blackenship, sailor, and also you're an author of Wild Beauty. Yeah. So can you give me the cliff notes on how you started founding Captain Blackenship? Sure. Um, and actually, it's kind of a special moment for me to be talking about it because I was just in San Francisco um, a couple of days ago where I lived for seven years and I got to see my mentor there, Mandy Aftel, and she introduced me at an event. And I really do credit her with kind of me diving into uh, natural perfumery and then to working with plant-based ingredients. But the kind of there's so many ways to tell a story, but I guess I like to start when I was a kid and I was that child who was out there making potions with rose petals and mint and mashing things together and making tinctures and trying to feed them to my family, <laughs> um, you know, having fun. Mm -hmm. And my mom was actually a fashion designer. And so she had this incredible mirrored vanity in her bathroom that was full of perfumes that she would bring home from couture shows or just get, and she didn't really care about them. And it was the 80s, and perfume was so decadent, and the mm -hmm. bottles were so captivating. And she knew that I loved to play, you know, tiny alchemist. So she, you know, I was wanted to make my own perfumes. And so I ended up just mixing her perfumes together into my own signature scents. Um, and after adding each ingredient, I'd stick it up to my nose and smell it. And I actually, that kind of heavy mixing as a child led to a lifelong sensitivity to synthetic fragrance. Mm. Um, so from the tender age of seven, I just abandoned kind of this love of scent. And I, for a long time, just kind of steered clear of shopping malls anything that was scented. What is the sensitivity? Like you would just get allergic or you just couldn't I, stand the smell? I can't stand the smell. Mm. I feel nauseous. Uh -huh. I get headaches. You know, it's kind of like a visceral yeah. reaction. Um, and yeah. And so I just kind of like kept my nose clear of that. <laughs> and then I moved to Berkeley in my 20s with my husband. And when we first moved there, I like to think that we moved there because of the jasmine we visited <laughs> and there was jasmine blooming everywhere. And oh, I just couldn't yeah. 
you know, I was just intoxicated by it. And then one day I walked into a store and I saw this little sterling silver compact of solid perfume and it said jasmine on it. And I smelled it and it smelled like jasmine and blood orange and grapefruit. And it just smelled like the hills of jasmine and citrus blooming outside in Berkeley. And I was so intrigued and I bought it and I found out that the perfumer, Mandy Aftel, lived in the neighborhood. And I read her books and I took a class with her and that was it. And that was just, I had a whole other career. I was working as a curator, got a master's, was like on this career path. And then curator for um, the Wattis Institute Uh in San Francisco, Contemporary Art Institute. And I even got to be the assistant curator on the Istanbul Biennial. And I was really like moving in that direction. And I kind of on the side just started uh, diving into natural perfumery and then diving deeper and making my own perfumes with essential oils. And then it just started to grow. And if friends would say, oh, you know, could you make me a lip balm? I've never found a sea salt hairspray that doesn't have chemicals in it. You know, would you want to try making one? And so (laughs) it was just so fun and exhilarating to be making products that, you know, I could count the ingredients on my fingers. They Mm. were all organic. And with these kind of lush, experiential, essential oil-based scents that I wasn't seeing in any other natural products. And so it just, it kind of happened organically on the side. And then my best friend, Um, from childhood had started a store in San Francisco and she wanted to start carrying my products. And so in probably the most backwards way. And you didn't even have any plans. And like, oh, I want to start my own beauty brand or skincare line. No, I mean, the the logo was just like one day I was like doodling and I was like, oh, I'll call it Captain Blankenship. (laughs) And all the labels were all, you know, hand drawn in the beginning. And Mm -hmm. so I had no plan and I started a business. And in the beginning, it was just kind of word of mouth through different friends' stores. And then I started like a really rudimentary website, but it was like this passion project that was, I was working on at night while I was Uh working full-time as a curator. And then it just started to take over. And for me, it was just like, I just kept skincare, hair care, body care, scents, you know, just kept kind of coming. And then when we moved to the Hudson Valley in 2012, um, I decided, and I got pregnant with my daughter. I decided I I can't do all of these things anymore. And I just was so passionate about what I was doing at Captain Blankenship that I decided to pour my energy into that. And that's really when it started to grow. Oh, really? Yeah. What were the first steps that you took when you took this different path? Um, you know, it was, I guess when I took that different path, I hired my first employee, which was the big, mm-hmm. which was a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. And that was actually I, like almost right after I decided that like, this is what I'm going to do. And, <laughs> you know, and I was pregnant as well. Urban Outfitters contacted us and then Birchbox contacted us. So and, this was like no marketing, meaning like you no, weren't no, the one reaching out. No. They just organically and just heard All of you. organic. And wow. I think, you know, there was something because this was 10 years ago oh, now true. that I started the company. I started it in 2009. And there just weren't that many clean beauty brands out there. Um, And so we were kind of like a tight knit crew. Mm -hmm. And so I think really at that time, you know, some of the larger companies were kind of looking at boutique stores and just trying to, Mm -hmm. you know, find out. So 
for actually like marketing PR and marketing was something that happened to me much later. It was all organic word of mouth mm-hmm. at the beginning. Um, yeah. So I hired my first employee and, you know, it was still, I still at that point, everything was made in my house, but she kind of helped me with production and, you know, we were able to, the first run for Birchbox was 8,000 units. And, and made in your house. Made in my house what? with a nursing <laughs> baby, which is like, people think, they're like, how do you do these things? And it's like, uh, you just, you just yeah. figure out a way. I mean, it was like, for that run, it was not only my employee, it was like all of my family was there mm-hmm. helping and, you know, it's like somehow you you do it. Yeah. And, and then the products it. take over your living room or the spare bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, it's like, you know, you move out of the house. <laughs> but I was in the house for a long time. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, because like the interesting point here is that you weren't in a sense forcing things to happen no and I think that's the reason why maybe sometimes things also happen naturally for you Mm -hmm. and also in an easier manner because you're just you know in a good way going with the flow and taking it at it as it is and not overthinking things because sometimes when people start a business they're like oh my god I need to at this month or how many months get into this retailer and that sometimes like causes stress and you know creates anxiety where it also deters you from actually producing really good products yes yeah no I feel really lucky that from the beginning there was no pressure and there wasn't you know it wasn't like oh this is just a hair care line or this Mm -hmm. is just a perfume line it was like everything happened very organically and it was really slow growth and I think something that's been funny, you know, recently is everyone's like, oh, you were so on trend to do a mermaid <laughs> sea salt hairspray. And it's like, that was one of my first products 10 years ago. And I, it was not, you know, I wasn't thinking like, oh, mer- you know, mermaids are hot right now. Or like people like <laughs> beachy waves. It was just mm-hmm. like, oh, I, you know, I'm missing this in my life. So yeah. it's hilarious because like my partner and I were watching like this show and then it, sh- it showed a bunch of clips from like the 1930s or 20s mm-hmm. and it, they were talking about meditation trying to relax Mm -hmm. and we're saying that's been happening ever since before and people think that you know we are just I don't know on trend nowadays when we're all about our crystals and hiking and meditation and all about taking care of ourselves you know the buzzword of self-care but I think that ever since before humans are naturally seeking that um fulfillment of just going Mm -hmm. back to what's natural to them you know Mm -hmm. when they feel like okay things are too much now I need to take a step back Yeah. No, we always seek balance and connection. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it is. I mean, it is funny that that has become such a, you know, it's like self-care. It's like, (laughs) you know, everyone's talking about self-care and it's like, we we should always, we're always thinking about (laughs) self-care. Yeah. If you're like gut feeling is telling you like, hey, take a step back, go take a nap. Yeah. That's like like just listen to your body. (laughs) Always. Yeah. So Captain Blankenship, I know, does not use any synthetic fragrances, parabens, um, even talates. Um, ta- in your book, you talk about these dangerous chemicals that are present in our cosmetics and skincare, such as um, talates, coal tar, and and also I forget the other one. So is many things. So many There's things. so many things. Oh, and are- petroleum jelly. Can you talk about like these ingredients that we should avoid? And yeah. why it's very important, and not just because it's on trend nowadays, like what sure. we're talking about. And you know, I never, I don't try to bash conventional yeah. beauty in any way. I just feel like 
I just feel like consumers should be educated or should be able you know, to have access to information mm-hmm. and then be able to make their own choices. Um, yeah. And which was, I was commending you um, off cam, like when I like look through your book, I was mm-hmm. like, I, what I love about it, it's not just, okay, here are recipes for cute things that you can make at home, mm-hmm. but it actually defines what parabens are, what petroleum jelly is, what formaldehyde is, and where what it where it's present and mm-hmm. also what ingredients list are and that you know you should be aware of those things yes. so i like how you put a background and as well as defining those ingredients and you know providing like fun ingredients yeah no i really i if anything with the book i just wanted it to be incredibly accessible mm-hmm. and something that's engaging you know has anecdotes like i talk about in the book the history of petroleum jelly which i think most people you know petroleum jelly is just so ubiquitous yeah it's like slathered on babies butts like every you know it's like people rubbing it on their faces and in the title is where it comes from and it comes from petroleum it was discovered on the country's first oil rigs Mm -hmm. it was um you know this black tar-like sticky substance that people hate it you know workers hated and then they realized like, oh, it actually, you know, kind of helps when we get cuts on our hands. So they refined it into petroleum jelly. Um, but it's pretty disgusting. Oh, gosh. Uh, and, but, you know, and if you like it, use it. But know, <laughs> you know, know that know its history and where it comes from. And then in the book, I talk about uh, shea butter. Mm-hmm. And we actually work with a women's cooperative in Uganda to source oh, our nice. organic shea butter. And you think about an ingredient like shea butter that comes from the karate tree in um, East and West Africa, been used for centuries, um, you know, has been, has supported cultures there. It's like such an integral ingredient. And as an ingredient, it's sensuous. Mm -hmm. It's creamy. It melts on your skin. And just like petroleum jelly, it's an occlusive moisturizer and it traps the moisture Mm -hmm. into your skin. And I think once you kind of look at these two ingredients and one that's like, you know, derived from petroleum and one that's from the nut of this tree and, you know, it's just like such a beautiful ingredient. It, you know, I think most people would take the shape out of it. Maybe not everyone, (laughs) but I just, you know, I, I, I think I, I really believe in the transformative power of plant-based ingredients and have fallen in love with them. And I like to tell the stories and, you know, these like ingredients like rose petals, Cleopatra used them. The baths in ancient Rome were filled with rose hydrosol. And, you know, it's just I think once you kind of get steeped in these ingredients, you have such an appreciation for them. And you read. If you read an ingredient list on a product, it's like and you recognize those ingredients, it's like seeing rose geranium. It's like, oh, the flower, the beautiful flower that smells so good. And then. You look in, you know, a product like Cetaphil and it's like a barren wasteland. It's just purple paraben, butyl paraben, and it's so alienating. But it was marketed as something very like, um, like good for sensitive skin. Good for, yes. A number one dermatologist Mm -hmm. recommended like money in dermatologist's pocket, you know? And I think if anything, I just feel after you know, everything I've learned and what I've done in the past 10 years, like a great responsibility to help educate people about how to read an ingredient list, how to recognize ingredients and products. And I think for me as someone who kind of came at this um, with uh, sensitivity to synthetic fragrance, and I like, there's nothing wrong with it, but it hides Mm -hmm. an ingredient list and like, quote unquote, natural products, the word fragrance. And within the word fragrance, 
there can be thousands of unregulated chemicals and their trade secrets. And so they're undisclosed. And it's just, you know, people have allergies to them and people Mm -hmm. have reactions and they have no idea that that's in there. So I think just kind of peeling back the layers a bit and, you know, kind of helping people navigate um, the landscape because it really, in the past 10 years, I've seen it just explode. And, um, you know, a lot of kind of big companies are coming in and creating their own like, quote unquote, clean beauty products Mm -hmm. that have a lot of ingredients that people might not realize are in there. And we talked about off cam, the greenwashing. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of misinformation and it depends on the brand. It changes from brand to brand. What clean means depending on what they say in their packaging or their marketing materials. Yes. And sometimes it's a lot of them are also just going with what's in right now. Totally. Mm -hmm. It's trend based. And yeah, and they might celebrate kind of like one natural ingredient and then as mm-hmm. you look on the ingredient list it's like it kind of degrades and you're like oh that's in there mm-hmm. but yeah I just you know I feel lucky that in the past 10 years our kind of our clean beauty community were so supportive of each other and I just really like I mean I love I absolutely love my job and yes. getting to formulate great yeah. clean beauty products at Captain Blankenship but I also want to celebrate the other people that are really doing it with integrity yeah, you mentioned that you started Captain Blankenship 2009. What was the market like then and how so were different. you re- received? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was so different. And I think too, at the time, there was no credo, there was no detox market. There, you know, there were not yeah. those kind of clean beauty stores that people would go to to kind of help them, you know, help edit out the products. And yeah. so, you know, at the time it was like Whole Foods. And yeah. I, I think part of my inspiration too was, you know, going into a Whole Foods the clean beauty products that were there were not so exciting, you know? And I think that's why a lot of people would say like, oh, I can't find a natural equivalent to my conventional product. And especially when it came for me, because I was so in love with natural scents, you know, all the clean beauty products smelled really one noted like lavender, Mm -hmm. vanilla. And I don't know, it was like, it just, there wasn't, there wasn't a wide assortment out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was a small community of us. And I think, at the time, you know, as we, I mean, in no way did I know, you know, what was going to happen, but it was kind of the beginning of the boom. And in the beginning, it really, as I was saying, you know, we didn't do any marketing. I didn't do Mm -hmm. any trade shows and people found us. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, And certainly it's become, you know, now that there's so many brands every day, I feel like I hear about like five (laughs) new brands that I didn't know about. And at the time there just wasn't that much out there so we really stuck together and we still do you know we still do Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's the landscape has changed so yeah and it's good to have that support to protect the integrity of your brand and your other friends's brand because like what you said you know where we've been talking about there's just so many quote-unquote clean beauty brands that are coming out so it's important to just have that close-knit family in a sense to continue that message and information that people should have access to my story is pretty common about you know someone who takes a class in soap making or you know (laughs) studies natural perfumery and then kind of dives in themselves at home and doesn't have a business background and so and maybe didn't intend to ever start a business I never thought I would start a business and so I feel like we've helped each other navigate you know Mm. this craziness and just you know I think all of us have this incredible passion 
and desire and, you know, a way to kind of reach people with products we really believe in. But when it comes to running a business and kind of, you know, learning that world, it's been, I, I don't know if I would have made it here without having the support of my community to, you you get to ask them questions about business. Oh yeah. We're always, I mean, that's the nice thing is I think you would think about beauty and I I thought the same thing before getting into it. It It's like, oh, it's going to be so competitive Mm -hmm. and people are going to be so secretive and instead yeah and instead it's like we're I think too because it's like because of our stories that you know we're so passionate and we started you know we all started kind of similarly and we're all trying to figure everyone's always trying to figure things Mm. out so I know there really has been a camaraderie and I feel like you know after 10 years doing this and after probably making every mistake possible (laughs) it's like if I'm just grateful that I can share that information with other people who are maybe just getting off the ground because you know, mm-hmm. I, I want them to succeed and I don't, yeah. you know, I don't want, I feel like I've, you know, people helped me out too. So yeah, that's sweet. I know. I feel like some people that don't want to share information, they're scared that maybe that person might steal their idea yeah. or ingredients or whatnot. But I feel like you're unique. I feel like no one can ever recreate whatever you're doing, no matter yeah. what, even if they follow it step by step, totally the same manufacturer or whatnot. But definitely. Yeah. It's still your own touch. And like what I've told you, I love, you know, the marketing that you've done and all the branding. It's very you and it, it has that unique feeling whenever I look at it. Thank you. No, it was, you know, uh, it was it's been such an incredible project to work on. And I do, as you were saying, like, I do think it's that the market's big enough for everyone yeah. and as long as you kind of don't I mean I, we've never followed trends mm-hmm. you know and I think that can be so dangerous because then you kind of pinhole yourself but I think if you just keep following your intuition and yeah. make things you believe in it's like totally there's agree. plenty of room yeah for those that want to start you know getting into the clean beauty uh-huh. where do you think they should start like should it be like maybe a lotion or maybe even just start with their diet yeah, I mean, I actually mm-hmm. with when it comes to beauty, I always mm-hmm. say the first ingredient mm-hmm. you should swap out is your deodorant, and I think mm-hmm. often that is maybe the hardest for people because you know it's like yeah. one of those things where it's like I've been using this and it works forever. I don't want to change <laughs> a natural deodorant isn't going to work, but it they do work, and there's so many great choices out there now, and it's actually really easy to make your own natural deodorant at home, but um, because our we have so many. Um, pores in our uh, armpits. Uh It's like everything is so, it goes absorbed right into our bloodstream. And antiperspirants, uh, conventional deodorants have ingredients like aluminum in them. Mm. And it's just, you know, it's a very sensitive area. And it's like, for me, it's the number one. Um, And actually now it's so, I mean, there's so many great options, but I definitely say, you know, the simpler, the better. I actually, I, my kind of mantra when it comes to beauty is um, inspired by Michael Pollan. Um, he, in his book, oh, I'm blanking on the name of it, but I'll remember it. But yeah. <laughs> um, he says, eat food, not very much, mostly from plants. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they use beauty products, not very much, mostly from plants. And yeah. I really do think that people you know, use way too many products and it's like, and products that are stripping their skin of its natural oils, leading to an overproduction of oils. And I think if we become more mindful about the products that we use, even making our own products, really simple products, um, 
you know, we'll not only spend less money, but yeah. our body will thank us for it. So I'm kind of the anti-high maintenance yeah. with this brand. That's I mean, it's funny it. as like a beauty brand. We're like all about kind of effortless, casual mm. beauty, simple beauty, like That's what you things need that anyway. you can just integrate like, in right less away. Headache, yeah. Less headache. And I know we have, I guess, you know, it comes with the times nowadays, we have that instant gratification, you know, mm -hmm. with social media, with everything, Postmates is there, Uber Eats. And I feel like we apply the same thought process with our skincare. And I think that's why you're mentioning people are overstripping their skin because they're like, oh, you know, this breakout, let me like spot treat it right away and it should go away overnight. Yeah. You know? So I feel like just let it go through its cycle. It'll, it'll yeah. just it'll go away. I know. <laughs> I know. I think it's um I think that's kind of a danger of social media. Uh is that, you know, it's like painting a picture of a fantasy and it's like we all <laughs> have boogers, you know, like things happen yeah. and you know, it's not anything to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. It's not a reason to hide. You know, I think a lot of people it's just like you know, something, you have a breakout and then it's just like you coat your skin and makeup and, you know, uh -huh. it's like you got to let your skin breathe. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. And use good makeup brands that are, yeah. you know, made with great ingredients. Mm -hmm. So, Or make sure if you are going to use makeup or whatnot, like just make sure to remove it. To remove it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With an, a nice oil based <laughs> mm -hmm. cleanser. Which you have. Yes. That's I'm amazing. I'm obsessed with oil based cleansers and makeup mm -hmm. removers. Um. Yes. And I feel like, yeah, I, I love this whole slew of information that oil is good for your skin. Yes. I mean, I think as a kid who grew up in the 90s and mm -hmm. the era of like Clearasil yes. and everything mm -hmm. oil, everything was oil free. Mm -hmm. And we have our own natural sebum in our skin, which is most similar to kind of jojoba oil. Yeah. And our our hair, our skin needs oil and when you strip it of oil it overproduces and I don't think people know that and it's mm -hmm. like I mean I don't think there's anything it's actually I, I have a big win with my husband because he <laughs> when I met him would use oil-free moisturizers I used on, to use that too I'm yeah no I know but it was, like a, it was a thing yeah, it was, it was a, a thing it was yeah. a total thing mm -hmm. and you know I think I did too and yeah. then um, I, I had a beloved, we don't make it anymore but I had like a beloved face oil for <laughs> Captain Blankenship and then I don't know, somehow I got him to start using it and then he was like hooked on it. And, you know, it was like kind of a win to see him move from the oil-free moisturizer to the face oil that he loved and it Aww. smelled really good and it made me happy that he was using it. But yeah, I can't say enough about, yeah. you know, beautiful plant-based oils. And, you know, since the beginning of time, people have been applying oils to their mm -hmm. skin. So I'm glad we're coming coming off yes. that oil free everything. <laughs> That's good. We have like a whole like 180 when it comes to skincare and even like oils and I don't know. And like, I think that's the danger with trends is that people, you know, mm -hmm. it's like one thing to another thing. And it's like, these things are just great. You know, it's <laughs> and it's like we use olive oil in cooking. We use coconut oil. I mean, these things, they're good for our body. Mm -hmm. So again, like we said, go back to what's natural. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of plant-based, um, Captain Blankenship, I know, uses organically and domestically grown ingredients. What are your thoughts on over-harvesting and what are, is your responsibility towards it? Sure. Um, yeah. You know, I, too, something about um, our products from the beginning is that 
you know, there's such a great range within clean beauty now. And from the beginning, I really never wanted these products to be inaccessible to the people Mm -hmm. that I knew. So I always wanted to price them pretty reasonably. Um, But it was really important to me to be using, you know, the best organic ingredients that I could find. But as a result, I never, you know, there were a couple of products (laughs) that I used organic rose essential oil that's $600 an ounce. But for the majority, I've always, and I'm the one who formulates the products, I've always kind of formulated them, you know, cleanly, but conscientious, mm-hmm. conscientiously so we could keep the price point accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm not really into using like the rare ingredient. <laughs> it's like I want to use the best, you know, ingredient that serves the purpose and maybe not the one that's like super on trend. Yeah. But the one that I feel is um, is effective and, you know, is not too expensive. Um, but when it comes to over harvesting, if I were to use an ingredient, um, I would just reformulate because I really, I don't think, and I think that can actually be the danger of trends with ingredients is Mm -hmm. that people, everyone jumps on the bandwagon and then it's like either it's like Palo Santo, white Mm -hmm. sage, you know, it just, and actually, I mean, sandalwood is a really good, um, is a really good example, um, the overharvesting of sandalwood. And now, you know, something that I think that has happened um, is people are more mindful. Um, certainly the people, you know, who are aware of what's going on are more mindful. But then also, you know, if, if someone continues to use an ingredient, there's the sustainable sandalwood initiative. So yeah. for every, you know, tree that's taken down, there's a tree planted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, and I think just as, you know, what's happening in our world right now is so terrifying. So I just hope people really wake up and, you know. I know, just keep things simple. Keep things simple. And I think too, you know, beyond just over harvesting and I think there's been a lot. Consumerism, just, you know, kind of take a step back from that also. take Yeah, take a step back. Um, and also, especially when I think about makeup too, mm-hmm. is that, you know, the mica industry is yeah. something that, I mean, there's been so many exposés on it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of companies are coming in and now there's a responsible mica initiative, but <laughs> there's so many companies that aren't responsible. And so I think kind of the more, the more, if you are someone who, you know, kind of values, who doesn't want to be destroying, you know, who doesn't want to be leaching chemicals into coral reefs by using oh sunscreen, yeah. you know, chemical sunscreen. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's important to have the information. Yeah. So I think kind of the more transparency that we can have, that everyone can have with their business practices. And actually, like a big thing that happened to us last year is we became a B Corp, mm-hmm. um, which was something that I've aspired to for a long time, but is like a very rigorous process to get um, oh, wow. approved for. But for us at the company, it's like transparency has always been important from day one. But I think, you know, being part of the B Corp community was really important and, you know, oh, being good. a socially responsible business. Yeah, so. that's good. Do you have a um, a program that you give back? to, you know, like you have a foundation that you, I, I believe in. We and give support. back 1% of our mm-hmm. proceeds every year to the planet. And then we like to support, um, as Captain Blankenship, um, what organizations that either help clean the ocean or mm-hmm. waterways. Um, but then we also donate to a lot of other organizations too. Yeah. But and I think just um, your ingredients being ethically sourced and are very sustainable, I think you are also doing your part in helping the planet already. You know, when you're starting from the very bottom, the basics, 
when you start from there, keep it clean and sustainable, you're already doing your part, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, the integrity of the ingredients and the packaging has always been so important. And if I were to, you know, veer from any of those values, I just wouldn't believe in it anymore. Mm -hmm. And and actually something interesting for us, because you know, our packaging is glass and um, and compostable tubes, and it's been that way from the beginning. But then um, two, two years ago, we launched a shampoo and conditioner and liquid soaps um, that you have in the bathroom. Yeah, and then actually we're, we're reformulating and relaunching the shampoo and conditioner in January, which we're really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, but when that happened, because they were going in a shower and obviously glass in a shower mm-hmm. is an issue. Um, I spent a lot of time kind of trying to figure out what we were going to do packaging wise. And a lot of companies use metal bottles, but they have um, plastic, mm-hmm. all of them have plastic liners in them. And, you know, we just, I wasn't, the decision to put anything in plastic isn't one that I take lightly. And so after a lot of research, we ended up using, um, creating our own bottles from 100% recycled ocean-bound plastic. Mm. So it's plastic that was on its way to the ocean yeah. that was then reclaimed and turned into a resin and then made into a bottle. Oh, cool. um, and so that was like at the time, you know, it was like crazy. It was more expensive, yeah. but it was like this is the only way that I can feel good about it, knowing that we're actually cleaning up the mm-hmm. oceans doing this. And at the time, Method was the only company that we could find that was using that plastic mm. in one bottle. Oh, um, one bottle. And now it's like Herbal Essences is using mm. that plastic. So I think there is something that I've seen. And I think, you know, no, who knows what the future is going to bring for Captain Blankenship. But I'm glad that maybe these like little, you know, decisions that like that, all of that research, using that, you know, product, getting it out there, that maybe the bigger companies are following suite. So. Yeah, that's great. And I mean, that's exciting. It's going to be an easier process once, you know, it becomes the norm. Yes, yes. And I am I feel like there's, there's so much, because I think a lot of those companies, it's like, when it comes to mica, when it comes to, you know, environmental damage they've caused, now they're looking, you oh know. Gosh. So true. To make some changes, yeah. which is great. That's great. Yeah. Here yeah. at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy. It's say hello to the beauty in you. Mm-hmm. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? Sure. Well, I believe that we are all beautiful, naturally beautiful. And I believe it's really important to follow your intuition, to be free, to be who you are, to not feel pressured by any conventions. Um by social media, you know, by any, by what you see by magazines, um, just to be yourself and, um, and to embrace your beauty and who you are. Um, you are a natural wonder. So. Yeah, it's beautiful. I totally agree. Quickly talk to me about your hair, makeup and skincare routine and a uh, morning to night and include products. Sure. Yeah. Well, I feel good at this point we have Mm -hmm. the captain blankenship line which is um hair care and body care and then we have our sailor by captain Mm -hmm. blankenship line which is in target stores nationwide also on our website but i feel like i had the full deal (laughs) though of course being part of this amazing clean beauty community i love you know the products my friends are making as Mm -hmm. well um but i'm kind of i'm obsessed with you actually um you have it sitting here yes our sea splash cleanser is like I'm just I'm in love with this product and yeah. it's um a really great um gel aloe vera gel cleanser. It smells amazing. Yeah, and I, mean, I uh, 
you know, I didn't actually try it. And I was like, it didn't feel like my skin was because I, I am naturally oily. Mm. But sometimes the, you know, other cleansers that, you know, we talked about again, like, oh, this is for uh, oily skin. I feel like even if it, they say they're a bit natural, mm. my skin feels super tight. Super, still. yeah. But this one, I didn't feel super tight. No, with it. we yeah. really wanted it to be something that's great, great product for all skin types and you know, effectively cleanses your skin, but mm -hmm. doesn't strip it of moisture. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that. And it smells like the essential oils in there are um, blood orange and grapefruit and Ooh. juniper berry. Yeah. just want to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and I love using that in the, like first thing in the morning. So I'm like, ah, oh, it's just like yes. a nice way to wake uh -huh. up. <laughs> um, and then I actually, I we have a sea mist toner from Captain Blankenship and I'll just spray that on my oh, face and that. kind of pat it on. And then we have a our deep blue moisturizer. So that's kind of my mm -hmm. like go-to morning. And then if I'm going to put some makeup on, it's always, um, I love RMS. Um, RMS Uncover Up is like usually RMS. the only makeup yeah. that I put on. Um, sometimes I'll use one of their luminizers uh, around my eyes too. Um, and I love my friend um, who actually her company were in the same town and we're good friends. Um, my friend Tara, whose company is called Meow Meow Tweet. <laughs> that sounds They're cute. Amazing, <laughs> amazing vegan beauty company. Um, they have a, a, a wonderful lip balm that I love to use and a uh -huh. compostable tube. And so it's like I'm always putting that on my That's lips. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then for hair, I. Um, I use I actually use our shampoo yeah, and conditioner, of course. <laughs> um, but then and I don't I only wash my hair once or twice a week. Mm -hmm. So I actually live as a mom of two young children. I live by dry shampoo. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm part of that. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you've actually made me like fall in love with dry shampoo again. Yeah. So because before, like when I would use dry shampoo, it it just ends up my hair feeling even more greasy and mm -hmm. tacky and hard and crispy. It's so gross. But with yeah. yours, like. I, you know, to test it out, you know, I went to the gym and then like mm -hmm. the next day I didn't wash my hair and then used it. I It felt so fresh. And then my hair follicles and my scalp and even my roots, mm -hmm. it felt soft. Like yeah. the hair felt soft. Like nothing, it didn't feel like very gunky or heavy. Yeah, no, it's very light. And it actually, mm -hmm. I like that it kind of adds some volume mm -hmm. to hair too. Um, So I love dry shampoo and then I use our sea salt hairspray and that's kind of like almost it's funny I'm always like mimicking that <laughs> the motion because I do it all the time yeah, but yeah. it's like dry shampoo sea salt hairspray for some texture and yeah. then I like to put hair oil in the ends of my yes. hair and um you know I love as I was mentioning I just love essential oil based scents so it's like as a kind of morning routine it's just like oh it all smells so good um and then I use our Captain Blankenship deodorant too oh yeah yeah and that's like I'm you know I'm pretty low maintenance. Mm -hmm. um, and then if I'm going to put on perfume, which I love to do, um, I love scents by Mandy Aftal, who I studied with. Her jasmine mm -hmm. solid perfume I still have and love. And then my dear friend Patrick, who yes. you've interviewed before, um, whose company is Sigil Scent. Mm -hmm. um, his scent, Anima Mundi, is the sexiest. So <laughs> I love if I'm just like, I love putting that on in the morning. It's going. Um, and then my nighttime routine it's pretty simple. It's just either it's well, usually it's um, using the oil based cleanser if I have any makeup on or sailor oil based cleanser. And actually sometimes, you know, kind of depending on how the day was, I love to double cleanse oh, with yeah. the sea splash cleanser mm -hmm. and the oil based cleanser and the same the toner um, and the the sailor deep blue moisturizer. And I love putting 
we make a cuticle balm for Captain Blankenship, just putting some on my hands before I go to sleep, spraying um, our meteor mist on my pillow, and yeah. that's it. I'm very, you know, very low maintenance, like a yeah. mask once or twice a week, but I don't. I don't do it. I, no, I really believe in kind of casual, if, effortless yeah. beauty. If your products work, that's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. I know. I your know. meteor spray, I actually used it. I did my own like pedicure the other day. I was like, oh, let me spray it on my feet. Like it yeah. felt so good. It was just so relaxing. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I hate doing my own, you know, pedicure. But I was like, oh, but this makes it better. <laughs> yeah. I'm a firm believer that beauty, you shouldn't use anything on your skin that doesn't you know, smell good to you, that mm-hmm. doesn't feel good to you. And there should be pleasure in these rituals, yeah. you know? So I just, even if it's simple, it's like, you know, I love the experience of yeah. it. So Well, totally. That's really what it happens when you smell like Captain Blankenship. You, like it transport you to this like oh. dreamy escape, which I love. Thank you. I know yeah. it's so fun. <laughs> I'm having fun. Yeah. <laughs> what is something exciting in store for you and or Captain Blankenship, Sailor and Wild Beauty? Yeah, well, you know, actually, it's been a crazy ride with Captain Blankenship, and certainly we've made perfumes, skincare, hair care, mm. body care, um, room sprays. Uh, for the Captain Blankenship line, you know, over time, it's just become clear that our brand's known for hair care and mm-hmm. like the mermaid sea salt hairspray, the dry shampoo, the hair oil. We make um, sea salt hairsprays to our golden waves, our silver fox, and our gold sunset that have mm-hmm. um, uh, responsibly sourced mica in them for uh-huh. a little bit of shimmer. So it just turns out that, you know, those are always been our hero products, even though I'm like, I love all the other products. Yeah. Um, but we're really, with Captain Blankenship in the next year, we're rolling out a lot of new hair care products. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of just realized that, you know, as the market has changed over time, there's so many great you know, clean skincare brands, body care, but there's still a lot of room to innovate within hair care. Um, so that's, that's what we're going to do is Captain Blankenship's going to, we're going to focus a lot more on hair care. So hopefully still keeping some yeah. of our favorite body care. Um, and then with the sailor line, we're just going to keep on chugging. I really feel like it's been an incredible experience. It's a gender neutral skincare and grooming line. And Everything's under $20, you know, formulating using plant-based ingredients we believe in. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see, you know, what's possible with that and where we can take it. So yeah, exciting. Yeah. And then Wild Beauty, you have this Thursday, Ashley, when this episode comes out, it's going to be like the day before because it comes out this Friday. But Wild Beauty, you are already doing your book tour. Yes. Yeah. It, it, um, it's been really exciting and I can even say I want to write a, I like already working on a proposal for a second book. It was so fun and, you know, such an incredible responsibility, but I feel like I, I just had a great time and I, I really wanted to create a holistic primer to clean beauty and I could see, you know, writing more. So yeah. And it's such a beautiful book, all the images that you put in there and even just like the content itself. It's yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. No, it's fun. We have a, a photographer that we've worked with that I've worked with at Captain Blankenship, Juliana Blizzard, mm-hmm. for the past five years. Oh, wow. And she did all the photography for the book. So it was like a very, yeah. it just felt organic and right. And she did a beautiful job on the yeah, photos. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was, it was such a great experience. Yes. Well, where can they find you and what are your social channels? Um, where can you find me? You can find <laughs> me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Pinterest. Um, I 
you want to email me, I'm captain at captainblankenship.com. I'm the captain. Um, and it's everything's at Captain Blankenship. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Yana. I had such Thank a great you. time talking to you all about your amazing products. Thank you. I had such a great time, Joyce. See you soon. Okay, take care. Mm-hmm.